in the garden of Gethsemane. He took Peter, James, and John, and they were on that side praying and sleeping. He was on this side, and he was praying and pouring his heart out to his father. Father, if this is your will, then show me, and then I'll do your perfect will. And what was his will? To go to the cross for you and for me because of our sins. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We are glad you've joined us for a strong message from God's Word as Roll continues our focus on the Lord's unconditional love. The fact is, sin has brought about a separation between us and God from the moment of birth. But the good news is that God has taken the first step toward the reconciliation we need with the atoning sacrifice of His Son. We hope you'll follow along today as Raul brings encouragement to receive God's gift of salvation through Jesus. If you have your Bible, join us in Romans chapter 5, verse 6 for the lesson, God's Amazing Love. Now we come to chapter 5, and in verse 6 through 11, we're going to see now Paul the Apostle in speaking of God's amazing love through the Scripture. God's amazing love. Let me begin by reading chapter 5. And in verse 6 through 11, or when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man one will even die. Yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrated his own love toward us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than have he not been justified by his blood... We shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. So Paul the Apostle in this passage is going to discuss with us. God's unbelievable love that he has for each one individually here this morning. Let's look at the first point in verse 6 and 7 in chapter 5 there. For when we were still without strength, there's that word strength. In due time, Christ died for who? For the ungodly. Notice our condition spiritually Even today as we come to Christ, notice before what? Without strength. Before Christ. Today we have received strength through Jesus Christ, our great Lord and Savior. The Greek word is used as a noun 21 times and then as a verb 42 times in the New Testament. So that we can understand that strength that is supernatural that God gives to each one individually. In the King James, not the New King James, the Old King James, it's rendered in various translations this way. Weak, feeble, and helpless. And hopeless apart from what? God's holy grace given to you and to me. Because we were spiritually not only worthless, useless, unable to help ourselves. 
And this is why God sent his only begotten son. So that he could help us in our time of need. And we hope if you're here this morning and you don't know him, somebody brought you here, that you would have an ear to hear what the Holy Spirit is going to say. And that your heart would be open in your mind. Not only to listen, but to think about this and then to accept into your heart that your heart will be not only open, but you can receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And then the second part to verse 6, God's perfect timing, look what he says. But in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. It was on due time that Christ came and died for each one of us individually. In the Gospel of Mark 1.15, Jesus said, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Notice, repent and believe by faith the gospel. It was his time coming, not our time. Remember in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was going to the cross? And even when he was around the Sea of Galilee, he was doing miracles and wonders. They tried to force him to become a king. And he said, my time is not yet. Jesus moved according to divine timing of God the Father. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he took Peter, James, and John, and they were on that side praying and sleeping. He was on this side, and he was praying and pouring his heart out to his Father. Father, if this is your will, then show me, and then I'll do your perfect will. And what was his will? To go to the cross and to die on the cross for you and for me because of our sins. And once he accepted the Father's will, that he went to the cross and he died for you and me. Now look at verse 7, the first part of it. He says, for scarcely for a righteous man, one will even die. Would you die for someone? You know, when I was in Vietnam and those that went to Iraq and Afghanistan, they know what I'm talking about. When you're in combat and you're in a place where the enemy is going to overrun you, nobody runs, we all die together. And then if there's wounded and dead, you don't leave your wounded or dead behind. You carry your wounded and your dead. Why? Because you love them. They're part of the team. Can we say that about the church? Many times when somebody's down, we start kicking them. Many times when somebody's down, we leave them behind. Many times when somebody's down, we begin to gossip about them. And we begin to tear down the reputation of that person. We need to be careful. We need to be careful and remind ourselves that the righteous man not only died once and for all Jesus, but each one of us individually, we need to die to ourselves. Because the word righteous here means good. The meaning is simply you look at right or just good, or it means kind, generous, or beloved. Think of what Jesus is saying here through Paul the Apostle. It is uncommon for a person to sacrifice his own life. It's uncommon. In order to save another person's life. Someone even higher in character. We have a picture here of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Judas betrayed him. The other disciples ran. And then later on, Peter. Peter, because every one of them, after Judas hung himself, committed suicide. Every one of the other disciples had horrible deaths. Peter said, I'm not worthy to die like my Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. He says, I'm not worthy. So they crucified him upside down. He recognized the power of Jesus. 
Yes, we miss the mark. We fail. We deny the Lord. But the Holy Spirit is the one that brings us back to that love and grace and mercy that is given me and continues to give me and you this morning. Don't ever forget that. That God, no matter what you do, when you come back to him and there's true repentance, you say, Lord, I am so sorry that I came against you. I did these things in front of you and I deserve death. And Lord, I ask you to forgive me. And you know what? He'll forgive you. Because you're honest in your confession and repentance. In the book of Galatians, chapter 4, verse 4, Paul says, that when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. As sons. Christ died for us. 1 Corinthians 5, 7 says, Therefore purge out the old heaven, sin, that you may be a new lump, a new person. Since you truly are unleavened, because you are a sinner, For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. For us. That's why he came to die for the sins of the world. This is for our benefit, our sake, our behalf, our stead, as our substitute to take my place and your place on the cross. He died as a full sacrifice. The love that he had for each one of us individually. They were sent by the Father to come and to become a servant, to become one that would turn his life over, not only to the Father, but submitting himself to go to the cross. And as he was crucified, to say, Father, forgive them, because they don't know what they're really doing. And then he gave up the Spirit. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget the cross of Jesus Christ, what he did. And then verse 7, the second part, the illustration of God's love. He says, yet not perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. Who would you die again? Notice what that. In this illustration, the great love of God by comparing it with men and willing to do. For a righteous man, the man who conforms the law, one would what? Would sacrifice and die for Jesus. Ephesians 5, 2 says, And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. As an offering, a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma in the Old Testament when they would sacrifice. The first atonement ever made was back where in chapter 12 of Exodus when Moses came to take the people of God out. They sacrificed the lamb. They took the lamb. Remember the blood to put it on their doorpost on top and both sides. The sign of the cross to redeem. And now sooner when they left Egypt. They came to the Red Sea. Remember And they looked this way. They looked that way. Moses. He didn't look behind. He saw the Egyptian army coming. But he forgot to look up. There was redemption looking up. And God looked down as Moses was looking up. What happened? He tapped the waters. It opened up. And the enemy, once Israel crossed over, God took them and killed them all. They drowned. No sooner when they got to the other side, remember what happened? They started murmuring and complaining. They forgot. They said, in Egypt, we had garlics. We had all these things. Really? They were in prison. They were slaves for 400 years. 
Look at your life, how long you were in Egypt in the world in bondage. Don't forget. Don't forget what Christ has done for you. They would take the lamb. They would kill it, bleed it. And then take pieces of the lamb and separate a portion for the priest. A portion for God. They put it on top of the altar. And the sweet-smelling aroma of the meat would go up as a sweet-smelling aroma to God. To be accepted. Imagine all the things that God has done in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. In the New Testament, no more turtle doves, no more pigeons, no more goats, no more lambs. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, Jesus. He is the Lamb of God. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Don't forget, our mission is to help you experience a strong personal relationship with God. Visit us anytime at somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165. You can also order this love series on a convenient MP3 thumb drive. Now here's Raul with the final part of our study today titled, God's Amazing Love. Hebrews 10.10, by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Imagine coming from all eternity and being hated and crucified. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And then look at the second point in verse 8 and 9. Christ's demonstration of his love. Verse 8. But God demonstrated his own love toward us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So we see God's love, but God demonstrated his own love towards us. So Christ proves his love in each one of our lives. The word commend here, it means to show, to prove, to exhibit, to demonstrate. God proved his love by giving up. And I keep repeating it, his only begotten son. So that we can come to him and he can pay for our sins. He died for those who were in rebellion against him. That's you and me. Just think what it would be like if we were not here today with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Some of us wouldn't be here. At the perfect time, the Lord stepped in. As people were praying for you, or you came to a crisis in your life, and you've heard the gospel before, And you got on your knees or standing up or sitting down. And you called upon his name. And he heard you. Because it was a true call. A sincere call. God help me. I need your help. Then when you don't call out to him in sincerity and truth. He won't help you. He'll let you go. And make a mess of your life. Until you break. And then you come and ask him and he can receive you. When you go home, do me a favor, please. Go and read Isaiah chapter 52 and 53. Let me read you just a portion of it. He says this. But he, Jesus, was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was chastened for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. And then also we see that God's humiliation, the humbleness of Jesus, not looking for a name, not trying to promote himself, 
But God the Father watching over him. And then on the cross, when he called out to the Father, the Father turned his back on him and he could not hear the prayer of Jesus. Why? Because Jesus took upon himself our sins. And what gets to me, how people still reject them and they hate them. Because the proof of God's love was a gift. And that gift was his son, Jesus Christ. He took the nature of man in John's Gospel 1.14, he said. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. It was his great mission to do God's will. And seeing them following him, he said to them, what do you seek? Why are we here today? What are you seeking today? Are you seeking him? If you're seeking him, you'll find him. Hebrews 2.14 says, Inasmuch then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, Satan. The one that has deceived us, the one that has put Jesus down. The one that in, in there when he was being tempted in the wilderness, he said, if you only bow down to me, and Jesus came back with the word of God. He was physically what? Tempted emotionally and spiritually, and he never gave in to Satan because he had a mission. And the mission was the cross of Jesus Christ. That's why we're here this morning. The blood of Jesus Christ cleansing me from all my sins. In John 1, 7, 1 John 1, 7, he says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Listen, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all our sin. All our sin. The second part of verse 9. He says, we shall be saved. From the wrath to Jesus. So simple to avoid God's wrath. By humbling ourselves and denying self. Denying ourselves before Christ. Admitting that you have sinned against God. God proves his wrath here to those who do not believe in him. And yet he describes his wrath in anger. But not for us. Because he loves us. In Numbers 32.10. He says the Lord's anger arose in that day, and he swore it all, saying, Surely none of the men who came up from Egypt, from twenty years old and above, shall see the land in which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because they have not wholly followed me, except Caleb, the son of Junaphat, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they have wholly followed the Lord. So the Lord's anger was aroused against Israel, and he made them wander in the wilderness 40 years, until all the generation that had done evil in the sight of the Lord was gone. Psalm 99 says, For all our days have passed away in your wrath. We finish our years like a sight. And then Zechariah seven twelve says, Yes, they made their hearts like flint, refusing to hear the law. And the words which the Lord of hosts had sent by his spirit to the former prophets. Thus great wrath came from the Lord of hosts. So it's so sad that people will fall under the wrath of God when it's so simple to come to Jesus Christ. 
to give him your heart, to give him your life, so that he can use my life in the remaining days that is given to each one of us individually. The third point is because Christ saved us. Verse 10 and 11, he says, For if we, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through his death of his son, how much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. We were enemies of God, yet God saved us. His love for us was wide and deep, and anyone can come to receive the love of Jesus Christ and the blood of Christ to wipe out every one of our sins. God reconciled us by Christ's death. Number one, when we were helpless. Romans 5, 6 says, For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Secondly, when we were sinners, Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrated his own love towards us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And then when we were enemies of God, Romans 5, 10, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, how much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And fourthly, when we were God-haters, Colossians 1, 21 says, and you who once were alienated, when separated from the enemies of your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled each one of us individually. And then how about reconciliation accomplished? Number one, by God in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians 5.18, And now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given each one of us the ministry of reconciliation. And how about by the death of Christ? Romans 5.10 again, If then we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son. Well, if you've never received God's free gift of salvation through Jesus, we urge you to turn to Him with all of your heart. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. An unedited copy of today's message can be yours for a donation of $5 or more. Call 800-634-9165 and ask for the lesson titled, God's Amazing Love. Well, in just a moment, we'll tell you how you can get this entire series. But first, here's our radio ministry director, Melinda Reese, with some exciting news. Melinda? Yes, Jeff. Thank you so much. I just wanted to let everybody know that we are going back to the Ark. The Ark is in Kentucky, and I'm not sure if everybody is aware that they built an exact replica of the Ark that they speak about in the Bible. And also, we will be visiting the Creation Museum, which is an experience in itself. We will be going April 11th through the 14th. So we just wanted everybody to save the date, and more information will come as we get closer. Well, that is great, Melinda. Be sure and save the date for a family trip to the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum, April 11th through 14th. We'll have more information as it becomes available. Now, as we've mentioned, you can get the entire love series we're currently airing. All 25 messages are conveniently compiled on an MP3 USB drive for portable access to the life-giving truth of Scripture. As you meditate on God's love, you'll discover the abundant plans He has for your life. 
Get in touch with us to order Roll's Love Series on an MP3 flash drive. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 to make your purchase. We'll send you this resource for a gift of $25 or more. That's just $1 per message. Again, the number is 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Your partnership helps us keep spreading the hope of the gospel, and we're thankful for you. Every gift is tax-deductible. We're looking forward to being with you again tomorrow for more from this series. You'll see that when you respond to God's love with devotion, He can work through you to draw others to Himself. Here's Raul Reese now with a closing comment. And then by Christ's blood... Ephesians 2.13 But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off, have been brought near by the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ. And the result of reconciliation, number one, we have peace with God. Romans 5.1 last week, Therefore having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And secondly, we have access to God. Romans 5.2 to whom also we have access by faith, into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of His glory. And then thirdly and lastly, we have union with the Jews and with the Gentiles, Ephesians 2.14. For He Himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. Separation. I conclude with this, a quote by John Owen. We are never near Christ than when we find ourselves lost in a holy amazement at His unspeakable love. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.